from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast The panel headed by former president Ramnath Kovind has invited suggestions from the public to make changes in the existing legal administrative framework to enable simultaneous elections in the country. In a public notice, the high-level committee said the suggestions received by the 15th of January would be taken up for consideration. We did this episode a few months ago when the panel to examine the one nation one election policy was formed. In that, we looked at the various issues with holding all elections for all levels of government in the country in a single period. Given its current relevance, we're bringing back that episode today. A panel headed by former President Ramnath Kovind will look into conducting state and national elections simultaneously. Among the panel's members are Home Minister Amit Shah and former Congress leader Gulam Nabi Azad. The panel ran into controversy almost immediately after the Congress leader in the Lok Sabha Adhir Ranjan Choudhury left it. Choudhury said the panel's terms of reference have been prepared in a manner to guarantee its conclusions. The panel will look at whether amendments to the Constitution and Representation of the People Act will allow polls for states and the nation to be held simultaneously. It's expected to suggest a framework and recommend safeguards. It's also expected to recommend solutions when a government falls in a state or any other such event takes place. Those backing simultaneous elections say it will improve governance and reduce the cost of conducting polls. It is portrayed as a convenience for voters who are troubled with multiple polls and as a solution to low voter turnout. However, noted political scientist Suhas Palshikar isn't very optimistic. He says holding simultaneous polls will not only affect outcomes but could also affect the kind of political parties that exist in the country. Professor Palshikar is the chief editor of the journal Studies in Indian Politics and is co-director of Lokniti, an organization that's dedicated to studying electoral politics in India. In today's episode, he's in conversation with my colleagues Alka Dukkar and Jairaj Singh about why he sees many problems with holding simultaneous polls. Alka started by asking him about the history of simultaneous elections in India. Do you think the time has come to go back to the early 60s with simultaneous elections? In the 1960s, it was not a designed thing or pre-designed plan to have simultaneous elections. it just so happened that since 1951-52 all elections began and also it so happened coincidentally that there was stability even in the states so state assemblies continued for 5 years term just as the lok sabha continued for a 5 year term as a result of which there were so called simultaneous elections in 51-52 then 57 and then 62 and finally in 67 so it's not a question of our going back to the 1960s but the politics taking us away from the 1960s uh, without political and these constitutional amendments legal changes are not helpful do you think that such a discussion with all political parties and stakeholders will happen in this time I don't know as far as I recall there was just one meeting that the prime minister addressed long ago with opposition leaders which was inconclusive and now I don't see any dialogue happening between the government and the other parties simply because the committee that has been appointed by the government had only one member from the 
Congress party who has decided not to participate in the proceedings. So the broad spectrum discussion is not taking place. And in this situation, a constitutional amendment also seems very difficult to happen. What is your take that the leader of the Congress party in the Lok Sabha has refused or declined to be part of committee set up to study the issue without seeing the papers first? He hasn't uh, stayed away because he doesn't want to participate. His official position is that the terms of reference of this committee are rigged because the terms of references say that this committee is to propose the ways in which elections can be held simultaneously. This committee is supposed to advise whether a constitutional amendment will require consent of half of the states and other modalities such as the ability of the election commission to conduct simultaneous elections. It seems from the terms of reference that there is a foregone conclusion that we shall have simultaneous elections and now you tell us how to go about it. That's the only mandate of this committee. And that's why it is quite natural that those who are opposed to the idea of simultaneous elections would find it odd to sit on a committee to recommend ways and means to conduct simultaneous elections. As a professor of political science, as a teacher and a public intellect, what is your stand on the simultaneous election? See, when any new policy or any new initiative is undertaken by a government, one should be asking two questions. The first question is, is it feasible? The second question is, does it violate any fundamental principles on which our political system is based? I will not go into the feasibility question right now because once you decide that something is to be done, you find out ways to operationalize it. The question is, does the procedure of simultaneous election as is possible in our system violate any fundamental principles? My answer is yes. It violates the principle of parliamentary democracy because in the proposal, you can't have simultaneous elections unless you change the entire procedure of no confidence motion, which is at the heart of, which is a core of parliamentary system. So this major instrument of the opposition to bring the government to books will have to be taken away. That's one violation. The other violation is that it is unnecessarily linked with the life of the Lok Sabha. States have their own assemblies and those assemblies have their own lives of five years. They may survive those five years or they may not. And therefore, to unnecessarily tag the state elections with Lok Sabha elections and to say that states will have to live with the Lok Sabha always violates the principle of federalism. It is for these two reasons that I think that this simultaneous election business is deeply problematic in terms of the constitutional principles. The fear is that it will also increase conflict of interest between state and the union governments. Do you see any like such kind of fear? Yes, much depends upon the operational aspects of how you create a five-year window for all assemblies at the same time. Suppose tomorrow in a given state, 
the state government falls for whatever reason. And we have instances of state governments falling since 1967. So either you use Article 356 and the state government is dismissed or the chief minister resigns or the chief minister loses majority. If you consider any of these three scenarios, you will find that there would be no possibility of easily holding the next assembly elections until whatever window is decided by the new proposal for simultaneous elections. Also, there is no empirical study done to prove the benefits of simultaneous election. But what do you think? Will it increase voters' turnout? Can it reduce voter fatigue? Will national issues eclipse local issues? These are feasibility questions. And obviously, the only empirical evidence we have is from 1950s and 60s when elections were new. And in any case, voting percentage was only in the range of 50% plus minus. It is only after that, that voting percentage started increasing. However, studies have shown that compared to Lok Sabha election, more voters vote in assembly elections. Now, this new method would mean that voters will have to vote simultaneously for the center as well as for the state. And we just don't know what will be the impact of this system. Also, remember that at least some enthusiasts who are supporting this proposal are saying that it's not just the state elections, but even local elections on the same day. They think it is a great thing to have all elections on one day. I don't know from where this idea comes of having all elections on one day. But imagine the voter fatigue that you mentioned. It is not the voter fatigue which the voter has to go for voting again and again. Let's say if it is an EVM election, three EVMs. One EVM for Lok Sabha, another for state, and the third for local elections. The voter has to vote, that is to say push the machine button on three different occasions. The voter therefore has to keep in mind that he or she wants to vote for party X for this election, party Y for that election, and party Z for the third election. It's really going to be hell of a job for the voters, therefore, to remember the candidates, then to make difference between candidates for Lok Sabha and Assembly, and then vote correctly. My fear is that, in terms of feasibility, though voters will go to the polling stations, invalid votes will increase. Second possibility is that there is always a tendency that just due to fatigue and boredom, you press the same symbol on all three machines. And therefore, voters are likely to forget the distinction between these three elections. More importantly, if you come to the campaign part of it, you will find that there would be three campaigns going on simultaneously. One candidate telling you that I will bring electricity to your ward I will give more water to your ward, etc. Other candidate telling you that for our state, a certain project is useful and I will bring that project. And a third candidate is telling you what is in the national interest and what he or she would do for the national interest. This is extremely confusing 
and this will in a sense obfuscate the local issues or the national issues and that is a political danger that elections will lose their specificity concerning national state or local issues many are saying or warning that this proposal will also encourage party defection do you feel the same way no i am not sure that there is any direct link between the two that is defections and simultaneous elections the effect on the party system will be that smaller parties will be wiped out state parties will become irrelevant and the idea of even independent candidates will be unworkable if simultaneous elections happen kc tagi former rajya sabha member and jdu leader has called it an attack on federalism he also called it an attack on states autonomy and independence congress leader malikarjun kharge has alleged that we are slowly moving towards dictatorship do you agree well the charge of dictatorship is a big charge and while there can be a separate discussion about it i am not sure that this proposal would necessarily bring dictatorship but as i said it would violate the constitutional scheme of things it will demolish parliamentary system it will demolish federalism and to that extent there would be an immense amount of centralization in the hands of the union government therefore some scholars have pointed out that the only beneficiaries would be large or national parties this government seems to have a penchant for making these big decisions big announcements and it seems to be as if it's testing the the electorate that it has to comply and it seems to have sometimes paid off well how do you see this faring on the people of the country this is in a sense a larger question but you are right the government and the current regime in a sense operates in a particular way and that particular way is as elections approach or as any important political controversy arises a counter to that is created currently the question of whether there is crony capitalism and nexus of this government with certain corporate houses is gathering momentum this proposal has come out this proposal has also come out at the time when elections to 2024 lok sabha are just a few months away rather than getting the discussion geared towards concrete issues of unemployment and poverty it is good to have an one nation one election plank because anyway the ordinary voter would be less interested in the nitty gritties of one nation one election plank the ordinary voter will be less interested in questions of constitutional nicety compared to his or her daily livelihood so in a sense it is both a larger agenda of changing the constitution and also an immediate agenda of changing the current narrative now coming back to the supporters claim will simultaneous election help the government to focus more on governance see i have answered this question long ago in an article in the epw economic and political weekly you can make any number of claims in support of a particular proposal the question is is there any serious examination of those claims take this claim for example there are two sides to it one says 
that lot of time of important political leaders goes in campaigning the point is why does this happen it happens because our large parties like congress or the bjp are extremely dependent upon central leadership if parties are federal in their structure then for elections in kerala you don't need your national leaders to spend all 35 days of the campaign the national leaders may come for a day or two the main burden of campaign should be with the state unit of that party we have now arrived at a point where even for local city elections national leadership is required this is a pitiable condition but which has nothing to do with the fact that there are staggered elections it is a result of centralization of the party and too much dependence on leadership the second part of the argument that you are making is that no policy decisions can be taken because of the model code of conduct again this is a funny argument for the simple reason that if elections are taking place in kerala or tamil nadu government of up or government of madhya pradesh can do all governance as they want and as usual there is no impediment to governance and in any case as citizens we should always be wondering why is it that political parties want to announce schemes and programs and promises only on the eve of elections they know that elections are going to take place in rajasthan let's say in november then why not do all the good deeds in july itself why wait till october so this cynical dependence on last minute announcements is a political malaise and simultaneous elections won't change that in fact simultaneous elections would mean last time if you recall there were so many rounds of lok sabha elections that the lok sabha elections started almost early april and ended by may mid if this type of simultaneous elections happen then for two and a half months because there will have to be deployment of police forces and reserve police forces entire administration would be paralyzed all over the country at one go and therefore this argument that governance convenience will be possible because of this uh, proposal is problematic theoretically finally it is problematic simply because if you are looking at governance or administrative convenience then you are implying that democracy and elections are an impediment and therefore you are trying to get away from elections and competition this disdain for competitive politics is very bad for a democratic spirit how much do you believe that simultaneous election will lead to freedom from political corruption not at all why should it reduce political corruption because political corruption or extra and obscene use of money during elections is an affliction of our politics which will have to be reformed a by self regulation of the political parties themselves and b by strict laws about election expenses and election funding we don't do that nobody is talking about it the government is not willing even to consider that there should be no secrecy about electoral bonds so this entire secrecy of election funding and political funding has to be done away with many organizations have been working on that but the government has not listened to them 
and therefore i think that this argument is irrelevant because whatever corruption whatever extra expenditure that you have to do you will be anyway doing it at the time of elections simultaneous or non simultaneous saving on updating electoral rolls police security paramilitary forces and administrative arrangements simultaneous election will lower the cost do you agree it might lower the cost to some extent not to a great extent because roughly the estimate is that for every state assembly election today 200 to 300 crore rupees are officially spent by the election commission for a state of gujarat size or maharashtra size it would be 350 crores or something of that for smaller states it would be less now tell me if you need extra manpower if you need extra evms if you need extra provisions for vv pact then how are you going to entirely reduce this expenditure so the expenditure will be reduced only marginally the real expenditure during elections happens in the campaign and that is not going to be reduced and therefore just like governance argument this expenditure argument is also implicitly suggesting that elections is a nuisance and let us reduce that nuisance we as a country need to answer this question do we treat elections as a nuisance or do we treat elections as a valuable instrument of popular control over our rulers if the answer is latter then expenditure should not be the major consideration what do you think is the rationale behind this proposal by this government and do you think it will pay off see the rationale is very difficult to explain for the simple reason that since the government has been giving only flimsy explanations whatever rationale i tell you would be imputing motives on the government but let's ask the question how do i read this proposal coming at this point of time i think the reason is on the one hand to create a cynicism in the public mind about the value of electoral politics that elections as i said earlier are a nuisance let us keep them on one day and as earlier was said treat them as festival the rest of the days you do business as usual so treat elections only as festival and don't really take them very seriously this is a message that the proposal gives but more importantly to the extent that this proposal violates federalism and parliamentary democracy i think the bringing of this proposal connects with a more serious and larger discussion that has been started only recently by many from the government side obliquely indirectly namely to revisit our constitution itself it is not a coincidence that the first niti ayog working paper was authored by the same economist scholar vivek devroy who also has recently argued on the occasion of 15th of august that we the people of india need to consider a new constitution i see this proposal as a part of the larger effort to tinker with the constitution and either directly or indirectly create a new constitutional design for india and that is why i think there are larger implications 
apart from the immediate effects as to who will benefit who will get elected whether bjp will benefit from it these are smaller questions the real question is are we opening up a pathway to create a new constitution through this measure that's the question which the government will have to answer and if the government answers it negatively only then a discussion can take place on the feasibility of the proposal Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at typodcast@timesinternet.in.